You're listening to Air IQ, a field controls podcast. Welcome to the Air IQ podcast. I'm your host, James Kent. Today, we are going to be talking about power venting. Joining me on the podcast is John Cotton. John is a tech support and project coordinator at Field Controls, and he has a lot of experience working with contractors setting up and adjusting power vendors. Welcome back, John. Good morning, James. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I feel like we uh, just spoke recently. <laughs> yes, that is true. We just had a did one of these on Monday. Well, it's good to talk to you again. And uh, first question off the bat. Why install a power venter for a heating unit as opposed to a direct vent system? A lot of times people will put a power venter because the atmospheric system is going to be a little bit more cost affordable for them, but they don't want to put out the cost to build a chimney. So instead of having a chimney, they'll put a power venter on it to exhaust it. And all the power venter is, is a mechanical chimney. So it's going to do the same job as the chimney, except it's going out horizontally instead of going up. What type of heating units would you most commonly want to install a power venter for? Uh, These are going to be used on gas and oil-fired appliances. It would be used with any furnace, boiler, water heater. There's also a lot of them that are used on pool and spa heaters. So what are some of the advantages of installing a power venter. Well, one thing with the power venter, if the power venter is set up and adjusted, it's going to keep the efficiency of your appliance up to where it needs to be, but it's also going to pull the same draft every time where a chimney, depending on the temperature of the chimney and the outside temperature, it could pull the draft harder or not as strong Whereas the power vendor is going to do that same draft every time. So if the power vendor is properly set up to the appliance, then you're going to have the same draft every time that appliance is operating, whether it's in the summer, winter, or any time of the year. Now, do you find that power vendors are usually thought of at the beginning of the building process and put in at that time? Or are these things that people look after the fact to have installed? Uh, Some people do it during the building process, but then there's also times where people's, over the years, their chimney has degraded and they don't want to go through the cost of rebuilding another chimney. So an alternative way to exhaust their heating appliance out would be to use a power venter, which is going to be more cost affordable than the chimney. So the whole process of installing a power venter can really save a lot of money rather than the entire rebuilding of a chimney. Correct. What about, you know, the efficiency aspects of power venting? Yeah, that's the important thing because uh, a power venter is going to keep the appliance efficient if they properly set it up and adjust it. And that's one of the big things I'd like to point out is the adjustment on the power venter. A lot of people don't realize that in the back of that power venter, there's a manual butterfly damper that's used to do their rough draft setting. So they want to try to get the appliance running for about five minutes so that way they got a good draft and temperature established. Uh, The best way to do it is to use a draft gauge or a manometer to set that up and 
if it's on a appliance that has a barometric, they want to close the barometric and adjust that damper to give them as close to a 0.04 negative draft in the breach. If it doesn't have a, if it's a draft hooded appliance, like a gas appliance, they want to try to get it to a, about a 0.02 negative draft, which this is all going to be measured in inches of water column. Is there a common mistake people make when it comes to installing power venters? One of the biggest things is when the power venter is installed, a lot of times it'll be installed, but then the appliance is hooked up afterwards. Then they'll come up and set up the appliance to get the draft and everything done on it correctly, but they don't set up the power venter because the power venter would need to be set up to the appliance. And most that's where most of the problems come with a power venter because if they're not properly set up, they can actually pull more air out of the appliance and out of the house than what it should normally be pulling out. Then when that power venter shuts down, it's got to try to repressurize that space so it'll suck back in through that power venter and they can get fumes coming back in through it. Is that when people typically realize there's some kind of issue with the power venter because they sense a smell or what happens when someone realizes, I think I have a problem here? Flue gases that are being sucked back in are being drawn back into the home. And then because of the CO that's in there and the soot and uh, you'll start seeing ghosting effects on your walls. It might not be yeah. much, but over time it does build up. And that's when people will notice it. And they'll also notice when their power venter starts getting noisier after it's been running for a while. Right. Because the power venter is going to last a long time if it's properly maintained and serviced and set up properly. But if it starts getting louder over time, then that most likely means it's putting excessive pressure on that motor, which is causing it to fail prematurely. Do you have any examples of, you know, where a power venter wasn't set up correctly and then the right adjustments fixed the problem? Oh, I've had several of them like that because I get calls from people all over the place. And I went through one with a guy. He kept having problems with the pressure tube clogging up. And after we went through every year they would have a problem where they'd have to run something through the pressure tube to try to clear it out the buildup that's in there and after we went through and got it properly set up and adjusted he hasn't been back there to clean out that pressure tube and that's been about five years now oh that's great why do you think the people keep having these problems uh you know what is it about the setup that uh, a contractor is getting wrong when they're setting this up? I won't say it's necessarily because a lot of times the power venter might be thrown in by the builder or the plumber, and then it's wired up by an electrician. Then the appliance is set up by their burner tech or their HVAC contractor. He's going to set up the appliance, but nobody thinks about the power venter as needing it to be set up. I guess that would be the first check is to find out if there's already a power venter there and ensure that things get set up properly at that point, correct? Correct. That that would be the, if they look at it and see that it has a power venter on it, 
they should be looking at to see the adjustment, make sure that the adjustments are done correctly on the power venter. And if they need help with that, they can always reach out to us on our tech support line. And that's 1-800-742-8368. And we're here Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. to be able to help people if they have problems trying to set up or adjust these power venters. Is there, is there a time of year or season where you see these issues come up more than others? Oh, the biggest time that we're going to see that is during the heating season. Because as the, the power runners use to exhaust the flue gases out of the appliance as they're heating the house. So most of the time you might see some problems if they've got it like for a boiler and water heater. And the water heater's running all year long. But uh, with a furnace or a boiler that's used just primarily for heat that's when you're going to notice more of the problems with the power venters during that season because that's when they're going to be used the most and that's when our houses are going to be closed up more tighter because we're not wanting to let the cold air in from the outside say it's all set up properly and you hope it is in most cases is there any kind of maintenance that people need to be aware of um, to keep the power venting systems running efficiently for years and years? Like, do they need to do anything on an annual basis? Yes. The power venter should be cleaned and lubricated annually. Just like their heating appliance, you should do perform your service on it, make sure it's cleaned and there's no obstructions in the flue gas, in the flue pipe, uh, or there's no buildup in the burner chamber. They want to make sure that if the appliance is getting serviced, that that power venter should be serviced too. And we do offer a lubricant because it's a super lightweight synthetic lubricant that they're factory lubricated with. So we recommend that to be used to lubricate the motors to keep the life of the motors up. Are there any technology advancements that are increasing the capabilities or applications for using power venters? Well, a lot of Manufacturers are always looking to try to increase the efficiency of their heating appliances. And that's where we have stuff like our vent dampers that will help increase the efficiency of the appliance to keep it up higher. And if they're used with a power venter, if that power venter is set up properly along with that damper, you can have an appliance that's almost as efficient as a direct vent appliance. Well, John, thanks for taking the time today to provide your insights on uh, power venting. But before I let you go, is there anything I didn't cover or something, uh, you know, maybe a parting word of wisdom you want to leave with someone listening to this podcast? Yeah, the one thing when a power venter, there are certain requirements for how it needs to be installed. Because the power venter is pulling flue gases out quicker than if it was atmospherically vented. You have reduced clearances to combustibles with the flue pipe, but also the power venter has to be a certain distance above your finish grade. Now, finish grade is what the level of the ground is. Some people think that, okay, well, my finish grade is here, but I want to dig out underneath the power venter. That way I meet the requirements of how far it's supposed to be above ground. That doesn't cut it because the simple fact that that window well that they might be putting there could fill up with debris, which then those hot flue gases that the power venter's exhausting could eventually become a fire hazard or something like that. I haven't seen that happen yet, but most people tend to ignore 
cleaning out those window wells, and then that could be a problem. And another thing is people tend to overlook the servicing of that power vendor. And that's a big thing that it should be serviced annually, just like their heating appliance. You know, as a homeowner, <laughs> I know that sometimes if you don't see it in front of your face, you forget about it. And, you know, the longer you, you put off something that you're not sure of what's going on, then that, that's when a problem happens. And I, I learned the hard way myself, uh, not getting my furnace cleaned on an annual basis and having things shut down after, uh, you know, two years and wondering what happened. And now I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on a regular schedule. Once a year, I get that service done. And that's the thing. A lot of people do have these services plans with their heating appliance. They also need to look to make sure that that service plan would also cover their power vendor. And if not, then they need to talk to their service technician to see how to go about getting their power vendor properly serviced every year. You just got me thinking, someone listens to this podcast, contractor, they understand what a power vendor is. But say someone gets into a home and they, you know, they're, they're not an HVAC expert. What do they need to know and go into their system to know that they have a power venter installed? What do they need to look for? Uh, one thing that they would look for, there should be some type of, they wouldn't have a chimney. That would be one well, yes, thing right. that they would notice that if they don't have a chimney and they got a solid, uh, a gas or oil-fired appliance, then somehow it's going to be vented out, whether it's a direct vent system or... If they don't have a chimney, then they have to have a power venter. Uh, so they would need to look to see where that power venter is, make sure that they find a good the location of it. And then they would, as they contact their HVAC contractor to service their appliance, they need to also mention about the power venter. So that way that can be looked at also along with the heat and appliance. Yeah, I, I swear to you, John, after this podcast is over, I'm going into my utility room and, and looking to see if I where my power vendor is. <laughs> because, you know, again, I, I look at it things from the, from the homeowner's perspective and I always leave it to the experts, but now you got me thinking. And I like to know, you know, what my system's all about. And then when I get my next service, make sure that that's also being taken care of. That would be a critical thing to keep the life of the power vendor and the heating appliance up. Because if that power vendor is not doing its job correctly, it can also have adverse effects on your heating appliance. John, I really want to thank you again for uh coming on and uh, sharing your knowledge. Uh, it's been uh, John Cotton, the tech support and project coordinator at Field Controls. Thank you, John. Thank you, James. I'm glad that we're able to do these types of podcasts so that way we can better inform not only contractors, but possibly homeowners all so in regards to their power vendors. Hey, and thank you for checking out this episode of AIRIQ brought to you by Field Controls. If you want to hear more podcasts like this one, go to fieldcontrols.com or go to marketscale.com industries and click on the building management specific vertical tab. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I've been your host, James Kent. Thanks for listening. <music>